0: Hey listeners, it's BJ and me too from the Pilot Podcast.
1: So some of our favorite shows are on hiatus and because of the pandemic, some shows are delaying filming and we're running low on new shows to watch for y'all.
0: So we're going to take a brief hiatus just like some of our favorite shows. But while we're gone, we're sharing with you some content from our subscription podcast, the Pilot Podcast Deep Dive.
1: So on this Deep Dive episode, we're checking out NBC's Awake.
0: A classic. I loved that show.
1: And you'll see how I feel after you listen. And if you like what you hear, find more episodes of the Pilot Podcast Deep Dive at joined at the And thank you to all of our Deep Dive subscribers.
0: Enjoy this episode, you guys, and stay safe and healthy.
1: Bye, y'all. Welcome to the pilot podcast, Deep Dive.
0: Where we take a deep dive into a single listener-recommended show and answer your question, should I watch this?
1: My name is Me Too.
0: And my name is BJ.
1: And this week we're watching NBC's Awake.
0: So stay tuned to find out if Me Too is asleep right now.
1: We'll never know. It is the scariest thing. I really don't like going down that rabbit hole of what's the real reality? Are we all asleep? Is this a soma coma? I'm just uninterested.
0: That's fair. Because if you were in this situation, I would totally be the BD Wong, Dr. Lee therapist who's going to mess with you and not be supportive.
1: In an aggressive way as well.
0: I wouldn't be aggressive.
1: Sure. Let's back up for our listeners. Beech, can you give a breakdown of of what happens in this first episode of Awake
0: so awake is a procedural but it mixes things up by also adding in some fantasy elements and in this first episode we're introduced to our detective michael Britton, who's played by jason isaacs and he is a detective for the lapd and we open up with him getting involved in a car accident with his wife hannah and his son rex and the next thing we know he wakes up in two different realities so he has the red reality and the green reality and in the red reality His wife Hannah survived the crash along with him, but his son Rex passed away. And in the green world, it's the reverse where his son Rex survived and his wife Hannah passed away. So we're seeing him deal with that. In one world, his wife is trying to update the house by painting and wants to go back to school. In the other reality, his son is now taking up tennis because that was a sport that his wife used to play. And he also has different partners at the LAPD who are watching over him after he's gone through all this trauma. And they're working on two separate cases that actually end up being related
1: jason isaacs who plays detective michael Britton, you'll recognize as lucius malfoy from the harry potter movies his son rex Britton is played by dylan minette from 13 reasons why and his therapist dr jonathan lee is actually played by bd wong oh and his partner in the red world is played by wilmer valderrama and his partner in the green world is played by steve harris whom you know from diary of a mad black woman so lots of familiar faces in this show
0: Yeah, a great cast. And so I think the central question, Me Too, is what do you think of this idea that this car accident, this traumatic, life-changing moment in his life, split his world into two realities?
1: It's funny. The show immediately launches into him in therapy explaining what's happening. And I think because he explains it, he seems so rational, and we watch him do it. We watch him go to sleep in one world and wake up in another. And the difference is signified with a red or green bracelet that appears on his wrist, that I immediately accepted it. I did not question the two realities. Listeners, BJ watched the full first season, which is the entirety of the series. And you asked me what I thought of the two worlds, which one did I think was real. And I didn't until that moment think one of these might be fake. I thought he was in some awful living purgatory thing between two worlds. You know, sometimes in movies, you have to reach that huge moment of clarity or do this thing that's been a big conflict in your life that you've been avoiding. Avoiding, and then once you do that, you're switched back Freaky Friday style, or in this case, your worlds merge and you're whole again.
0: The interesting thing is you can interpret this as both worlds are real, both worlds are fake. But we do know that the creators of the show afterwards, since it was canceled, it didn't get full resolution. They have stated they intended one of the realities to be the real reality.
1: What do the rules of the world feel like? Because initially we think they're two. different distinct spaces Mm -hmm. but then like you alluded to when explaining the premise of the show his cases in each world seem to blend a little and clues from one world help him resolve a case in another world so what are the rules of this
0: it seems to be the rules are he no longer dreams or sleeps He just first wakes up well-rested in the other reality. And despite what his two therapists might be telling him, it does seem that both worlds are our world. And so he really is getting clues in both worlds. It's not just his subconscious picking up off of details he might have overlooked in one world.
1: Another character on the show that seems to almost accept what he's saying is his wife, Hannah, played by Laura Allen. She even, toward the end of the episode, asks him to, maybe on the off chance that this is real, tell their son that she loves him when he goes to bed to wake up in the green world, which is the one that features his son.
0: We're seeing how both the wife and the son are coping with the death of the other and the wife really seemed to be ready to move forward but allows her husband to have this weird fantasy world where the son is still alive whereas the son has put all his emotions towards someone outside of his home.
1: He is looking for maternal care in the form of his tennis instructor which is a sport that he took up to feel closer to his mom who was very very good at tennis so you're right it is interesting that you get to watch this Same family process grief, but also two separate families essentially process grief because, in one reality, the son is mourning the loss of his mom. The other reality, the mom is mourning the loss of her son. So, the son wants to talk about his mom, just not with his dad, but with this tennis instructor, wants to play tennis to feel connected to her, feels sad about her loss, and openly expresses that, cries at a tennis match. But conversely, the mom is renovating the house and just wants to move forward. And the only space that she won't touch is the son's room, which is why she wants to move houses.
0: This must be so much to process for Michael. I can't even imagine grieving twice. And not only are you grieving the loss of someone you love, but you are still living with that person, but just under different circumstances. How do you think someone can even process Someone being dead, but alive at the same time.
1: I don't know, because then you wonder, okay, if he misses one more than the other, sometimes does he sort of try to force himself to go to sleep (laughs) just so he can see his son? Or I don't know, that is such a horrible fate to dole the protagonist of your show.
0: From what I can remember, because I watched this show back when it aired in 2012, there are some situations where he does try to force himself to the other reality.
1: I can imagine that makes sense.
0: And there's the question of does he eventually need to choose one reality? Should he stay on one side? Can he live two lives?
1: Speaking of the two lives, he still manages to care about police work, which for me, I would spend 24-7 trying to figure out what's going on. But he still cares about solving crimes and maybe it's bringing resolution to other people because he can't bring it for himself. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the cases? Is this show a case of the week style show, but with this
0: almost supernatural premise? I do know that this is a very standard procedural in terms of the cases, murders, missing people, drug situations. But the twist is the two worlds and that they're being used to solve the mystery. But I think that is enough of a twist to make the cases themselves interesting. You know, there are a lot of other fantasy procedurals that take it to a whole new level, like iZombie, where you literally have the idea of eating brains. But here they're able to say, what if we just look at parallel cases and someone can jump between the two?
1: I liked it. I thought it was a great take on the procedural. It's
0: like two procedurals in one. Mm -hmm. So going off of that, what are your theories for how the two worlds are going to affect the cases that he takes on and the conspiracy theories? Because there are some hints that maybe there was more to this accident than he remembers right now.
1: I think that it's all going to be connected. I'm not sure yet if it is supernatural or whatever the term would be, and he is living in these two separate worlds, or if it's in his head and he is experiencing trauma and reacting to it by associating in a strange way. Either way, I think that there's going to be some sort of overarching case or something he's building toward and once he reaches resolution on that case, it'll give him clarity on the two separate worlds, maybe joining them or picking the one that's real. I'm not sure, but I think the clarity will come from what he's able to do. Every time I've seen those body switch movies, it always comes after you finally say sorry to your mom for taking her for granted or whatever it is and then you've reached resolution on this strange scenario that you've been put through.
0: So speaking of reaching that resolution, we've talked already about how everyone in this family is mourning and he's mourning in a very unique way. How do you see what he can learn from one reality help him develop or move forward with his family member in the other reality.
1: That's hinted at a little bit in the show, which was cool. So the tennis instructor, for example, in the reality with his son, knew his wife and shared funny stories with him about the wife when she was younger. And then in the red reality, when he went to dinner with his wife, he brought up some of those stories. So maybe existing in two realities where in each, a member of your nuclear family is missing another member of your nuclear family, family, you learn to take the other one not for granted as much he had that connection with his wife and they hadn't talked about that time in a really long time the youthful stories that the tennis instructor brought up and it seemed to bring them together for a little bit i don't know how sustainable that is because i feel like you'd unravel from that but similarly i could see connections with his wife and talking about the son helping him connect more with his son because one thing that he says to the tennis instructor is my wife is the one who did more of the talking to rex and now now it's difficult for me to connect with Rex to help him through this. So if they were the two in the family that spoke to each other and they're separated, you're going to have to do a lot of learning about each person to connect with them in these new realities where they don't have each other anymore.
0: That'll be really interesting where he's always been the in-between and even in some cases the outsider in his own family. And now he's all that the wife has and all that the son has. So we'll see what new relationship will develop in the Britain household. I I also just want to go back since we have a little more time to talk about the therapists. What do you think about their two different approaches to helping Michael process what he believes is going on?
1: The therapists in the red and the green worlds are wildly different. In the red world, where his wife exists, we have Dr. Jonathan Lee, played by B.D. Wong, and he is abrasive. He challenges Detective Britton a lot. He pushes him on his theories. He almost places some blame on him, some responsibility on him. He accuses him of trying to escape responsibility. On the other side, in the green world, where Rex exists, Dr. Judith Evans, played by Cherry Jones, is very gentle with him, doesn't push him doesn't make him question his realities as much. She even at one point hands him a book, tells him to flip to a random page and has him read the passage to her. And she says, obviously we're living in a real world because how could you have known the random book that I would have handed you and been able to recite back to me this random passage? And so there are two very separate approaches. One, if Dr. Jonathan Lee were my therapist, I would have two stepped out of there many moons before Britain seems frustrated with with him. But the interesting thing is, in the same way that we're playing Rex and Hannah off of each other, we're playing Dr. Judith Evans and Dr. Jonathan Lee off of each other. And it's cool to see that push and pull between those two worlds as he's trying to figure out what's going on.
0: He has a lot of parallel people in his lives and contrasts in his life, especially between the therapists. It's interesting because they both believe that he is having some sort of psychotic break due to not being able to process the trauma, but they use their language very differently to give that opinion to him. One more literal, I've never seen anything like this. This is wild. And the other, what an interesting interpretation your brain has taken to this situation.
1: Yes, true.
0: (laughs) And then he also has contrasting detective partners, Bird and Vega. And you have the seasoned vet versus the newbie who got put into babysit, how do you think they're going to play a role in him building his new life in each reality?
1: In the same way that he's able to bounce ideas off of the therapists to find clarity in his own way since no one fully understands what he's experiencing, he'll be able to do that with Bird and with Vega.
0: There'll be some interesting plot lines with them. As we've already seen in the first episode, they're starting to question Michael in regards to information that he's pulling from the other reality that's very convenient and very helpful for the cases that they're solving.
1: Yeah, they will grow suspicious as he's able to connect the dots between the two worlds.
0: Will look like he has some inside connection or criminal contacts, because how do you explain to your partner or just the police force, I got a tip from my dead son in an alternate reality that I go to when I close my eyes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if y'all have any questions, I'm finna lay down for a nap. Get them in now. I'll hold them in my hand the shoot to paper so when I wake up I'll have them with me and I'll be able to answer them in the other world
0: easy easy peasy and so unfortunately with this show it was canceled after one season and I've seen the whole thing watched it while I was airing but this is your first exposure to the show do you understand why it was canceled? Or would you need to see more to get why the network made that call?
1: I think that goes into my ratings, So I'm comfortable with us launching into our ratings. Okay, I would one watch this again. Seriously, I love this procedural, I would recommend it to our listeners who like procedurals, because this is a really fun take on the concept. I can see why this was canceled in the sense of sometimes you just have those well reviewed shows that are really interesting and cool takes on stuff that people may have missed. For example, example, I missed it. And they just don't take off. Sometimes they come out the wrong year. There have been so many shows I've seen that had they come out like five years later, we would have been ready for it. And I think that's what happened here. It would be cool if they were able to do a mini series with this show since I wouldn't want it anyway to be like a seven season crime show because that concept isn't sustainable for too long. Like iZombie couldn't have sustained for several more seasons. We would just be over
0: it. I really like your suggestion of the mini series. I think keeping it tight and contained with a set number of episodes, even if it was just this first 13 episode season with a satisfying conclusion would have been great for this concept. It definitely, in my opinion, was a show that came out at the wrong time. Just whatever else was on the network pushed it out of the conversation. And I also think the concept, while easy to explain, one reality, his son dies. One reality, his wife dies. The amount of layers that that brings when you start watching the show and following the story might have just been too much. There's just too much interplay for your standard police procedural fans. Mm -hmm. I personally really liked it. I watched it seriously. Now I'm a little tempted to rewatch it because I don't remember all the details, but I did enjoy it. But if you like procedurals and if you like fantasy setups, this is a great combination. Y'all,
1: we are currently self-isolating. So (laughs) if there were ever a time to check out a neat one season show, 13 episodes and you're out, this would be said time. For example, I'm on a shared spreadsheet with tons of people where people are giving movie show and book recommendations this is the time we should not leave our houses for the next couple weeks
0: are you gonna add this to the list i will you should. Yeah. Well, if you want to find more of our recommendations, me too will not share the link to that spreadsheet, but you can find our reviews at thepilotpodcast.com. And thank you for supporting us on the Pilot Podcast Deep Dive.
1: You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at thepilotpod. You can send thoughts, feelings, isolation show recommendations, feedback, funny dreams, weird dreams, awake style dreams to ask the pilot podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Wash your hands.
1: Wash your hands for 20 seconds,
0: please. Sing happy birthday twice. Say the alphabet twice. Sing a song. Three minutes won't hurt you. I'll dry out your skin, but it won't hurt you.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. Bye.